Welcome to the Longshore Insider, the show that takes a closer look at all things Longshore. We cover safety, claims, operations, and more, all to help waterfront employers run and grow their business while controlling their bottom line. The ultimate goal of any Longshore claim is resolution. One option that has a lot of advantages for both employers and claimants is mediation, which allows all parties to agree on the final outcome. In the middle of a global pandemic, virtual mediations are on the rise. In this episode, Dave Widener of the American Equity Underwriters sits down with Brian McElreath, a partner at the law firm of Luter, Larkin & Hunter, and an expert in both longshore and state workers' compensation systems. Dave and Brian discuss the benefits and pitfalls of virtual mediations and the possibility of them growing in popularity even after the country reopens for business. So, Brian, let's talk about uh, mediations at at this time. Um, Obviously, um, people aren't able to sit across the table from each other uh, in person at this time, um, which is going to make it more challenging. And I know um, having been in mediations with you, I know it's a, it's a strong suit of yours. And I know that uh, it, it's something you're passionate about and something you're really good at. So, but uh, can you tell us what do you feel are some of the benefits and, uh, and, but, and also the pitfalls to the virtual mediations that we're seeing these days? Yeah, uh, as you mentioned, I love mediation. I think it gives everybody a little skin in the game and it gives everybody a chance to craft a potential remedy that works better for everyone. You get to cut with a scalpel rather than cut with a machete, you know. And so, um, yeah, we are seeing a lot of virtual mediations right now. Um, some of the good things, they seem to move quicker um, because there, there's less posturing. Um, there's less of kind of the back and forth. Uh. Uh, there's less time for, you know, the, the, my claimant needs you in the room for X amount of time. So they feel like they're getting their, their face time because unfortunately nobody's in the room, you know, we're all just interacting like you and I are here. Uh, so they, they, there's less posturing, they move quicker. It's more kind of down to brass tacks. Um, and it's, can you get to a number? Um, and claimants and claimants councils have been, by and large, willing to be pretty reasonable because people want to be cash heavy during times of uncertainty. And so, you know, it's, uh, it gives us a good chance at times to get a, a pretty reasonable resolution of the claim, and it gives them a chance to give themselves some certainty during an uncertain time. So it's the thing that we all love about mediation. It's a win-win for everyone. Um, some, of the, some of the kind of the pitfalls that I'm seeing are – not so much in the money. Getting to the money uh, seems to be easier, and I don't know that it's because of less social interaction. I think it's more so because people are just not posturing as much because we're not in a room. So I, you know, I can't really get your posturing anyway because you're however far away from me. But the, so the money hadn't been as big of a deal. The money you can either get there, or you can't. But it's the details that pop up, as you know, from your experience, at the end of mediation, eight or nine times out of 10, there's something that comes up. The claimant wants this, the claimant wants that, the claimant's wife needs this as part of the deal. And usually if everybody is there, you can either do it or you can't. And if you can't do it, you get everybody in the room, you say, are we really gonna let this tangential thing that doesn't even the money blow up our deal? And the answer is always no. But if you're all remotely for some reason and you don't have skin in the game and nobody's signing any document and there aren't settlement documents in front of you that you've already signed, you don't feel committed, these little things tend to have 
the ability to create much more chaos than they typically do in person because there's not that chance for a come to Jesus moment where you get everybody in the room and kind of say, what in the world are you thinking? Are you really going to walk away from X amount of dollars over Y that doesn't put any more dollars in your pocket? That's been the main drawback of these types of mediations. That's interesting. I, you know, I've, I've kind of really kind of thought about just um, the negative aspects are glaring to me, I guess, as a mediator, um, you, you know, you just, you really just want, you, you, you need it in person. You really want it in person. I hated doing them over the phone. I would not do them over the phone. And I, I did not like doing them over video um, because, you know, you like to, to see and hear and, and touch and feel and, and, and see body language and expressions. And just like you said, you know, if is, is the claimant spouse going to be there? And, and is there, is there a way to, to build rapport with them? You know, cause as a mediator, rapport is everything, you know, you want, you want rapport with both sides and it's, it's much harder to get it. You know, we've got great rapport. It's because we know each other and we, we work with each other and all, but you know, if, if, if you were somebody I didn't know, it would not be as comfortable and it wouldn't be as, as easy to do and, and, and to ask questions because it's, it's so hard to, to get that rapport, you know, um, virtually. So um, I'm, I'm glad you brought up those those positive aspects of really getting being able to get down to to the money quicker and and having uh, less posturing because it's really it's not as effective as walking to another room and slamming the door or, you know, if you just turning, you know, muting your video or, or whatever. Uh, right. so that, that's really interesting. Um, so do you see the, this, this virtual mediation field growing, you know, after we're, we're the, the country is reopened and, and we're back to, to business as normal? I think there's probably a place for it in the toolbox. Uh, I think I echo your sentiments. Um, one, because I've had great success riding your coattails this far, so I'm not going to get off at this point. Um, but, no, I echo your sentiments in that, one, the things, the, the half dozen or six or eight cases that I've virtually mediated during this time, I've been lucky that I've deposed all those people in person. So yeah. I've had somewhat of that rapport with them, not, not that I – either a rapport or I, I've – they've passed the smell test or they failed the smell test, but I know whatever they've done. Um, it gets markedly harder if you have, if you've either not deposed that person or you've deposed them virtually. And now you're trying to mediate virtually as well, because you've got no kind of North star to figure out where they are. Um, so I think that gets markedly harder. And I just think that, I think you take all, so I think there's, there's a place for it, but does it ever become more than maybe 10% of mediations? I can't see that because even though mediation may be expensive to have somebody there for a day and maybe they fly in or they drive in, it seems expensive when you pay the invoice. But if you look at it, what I try to look at it is in terms of TTD checks. And so if you look at a mediator's invoice, in terms of saved TTD checks, it's usually no more than two or three TTD checks. And I guarantee you you're saving way more than two or three TTD checks by mediating that claim. And I think the virtual mediation, even though you are extremely gregarious and as good looking as I've ever seen you right here, it just strips 
a lot of your ability to interact with me, with the claimant, with whomever. And I think it just takes a lot of the things that make you so great or whoever is filling your shoe as the mediator. Uh, I think it takes a lot of those tools out of the mediator's kit to be able to interact with that claimant. And, you know, you can always say, well, I've tried cases for 20 years or I've been a district director for here and I've seen 500 of cases like this, but it doesn't carry the same gravitas if you're not sitting across from someone, I think. Um, and it makes, it makes everybody's job harder. Does it make it impossible? No. Uh, is it better than nothing? Absolutely. Does it replace in-person contact? I don't think, I don't think so. Great points, uh, Brian. And, and it's really very similar to medical treatment at this time. You were seeing, uh, you know, more opportunities for the virtual medical care and we're seeing it, the benefits of it. And, but, you know, nothing takes away the in-person. So I agree, you know, it's going to be another tool um, in our toolbox. And uh, it's, it's great that we have this opportunity to use it now. And for those cases where it's going to work in the future, you know, people are maybe going to be more in tune to, to trying it out and not, um, you know, not be scared. It might give us more opportunities to, to mediate cases that we might not have had the chance to before because of geography or whatever limitations uh, we might have. Um, thanks for your time, Brian. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Longshore Insider, a production of the American Equity Underwriters, the leader in USLNH for waterfront employers. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. For more Longshore-related insights, visit us on our website at longshoreinsider.com.